Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome back to the Stephen Talk Soccer Podcast, the home of the most controversial takes and the home of elite football knowledge. I am joined by two people that I would definitely say are dons, dubbed for being known, especially one of them, Julian, that you guys know very, very well, who's been on the podcast many times. I don't know why I'm hand gesturing like you guys can see. This is a video of me, but audio for you. Anyways, Julian's back again, as always, you know, classic uh, co-host. And I'm also joined by an Argentinian legend, Yeah. An Argentinian legend. We're talking about the likes of Maradona, about Raquel May, you know, about Messi. We got Ignacio next. Ignacio, say what's up to the people. What's up, people? What's up, Ottawa? What's up? Thank you, Stephen, for inviting me to the show. I'm glad to be here. And on a very special month, knowing what's going to happen in just two days. Literally, literally. And, I mean, he gave a perfect segue. Look at him. He's already already a natural co-host. It's only been 20 seconds of his intro, and he's already doing doing, doing the right things. This episode is going to be uh, strictly and all about the World Cup, obviously, as he said, coming up first. I mean, with Qatar versus Ecuador is the first game. Oh, wow. What a wonderful fixture that's going to be. I mean, let me scratch my head. Yeah, you know. Anyways, before I, you know, before I, I do any more waffle talking, make sure to download and subscribe to the Stephen Talk Soccer Podcast. I'm absolutely everywhere. You can find me on every single platform: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. Uh, I have both these guys' links in the description as well. I'll even, I'll even collaborate them. You'll see them on their pages too. It will be everywhere. I promise. But yeah, this episode is going to be about giving our top two, or you know, winners of the group, or the, the two teams that we think are going to win the group and go forward. As well as, you know, our winners of the World Cup, our dark horse of the World Cup, our top goal scorer, and much, much more as the episode goes on. You'll hear like a rotation where I'll go first maybe, or Ignacio might go first, or Julian might go first, and then we'll kind of just go from there. But anyways, I feel like I'm losing my breath now, so let's start off with A, Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, and, and the Netherlands. Ignacio, since you're the guest, I will let you go first. Give me the two teams you think are going to come in first and second place in Group A with those four teams. Well, this is a really uh, one of the toughest groups. I, I just need to say that almost every single group are going to be tough. We can we can expect a lot of surprises from almost every single one of them. But I think I'm putting my bets. Well, the uh, Netherlands is going to win the group uh, the, on the first first place, and then second, uh, I'm also I'm going to put my my bet on Ecuador. I mean, uh, Ecuador has done a really nice uh, qualifying tournament in South America uh, with the, with the coach Alfaro uh, running, doing a lot of good things. A younger team as well, and, and I I personally think he's gonna uh, Ecuador is gonna uh, surprise the host Qatar on Sunday. Definitely, Julian. What would you say? Give me uh, your top two teams. I, I definitely think Netherlands are gonna top that group. Um, I I think Ecuador are very much slept on. They 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 had a great qualifying uh, to qualify from South America is, is not easy at all, and I feel like they're a bit no. of a sleeper team. But um, I I do think it, I I I'd give second place to Senegal simply because I've seen it happen before where the main man gets injured, Mane, That's true. but the team still manages to you know overcome adversity. Say okay, let's do this for Mane kind of thing. I feel like Senegal will, will just will just clutch second, but. Um, if I had to say, you know, if 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 Senegal didn't get second, I, I would definitely say, you know, Ecuador could. I wouldn't be surprised if Ecuador got second. So, yeah, I agree. I, I think that yeah. we again for me, I'd say the same thing: the Dutch and the Senegalese, but only because 
And I think we touch more on, on the Dutch really quickly because I think the, the Dutch are being quietly slept on. I don't think they're going to be exceptional. They're going to blow everyone out of the water that, you know, some other teams we might yeah, be will. But I do really quietly think, like, I mean, I don't want to say his name, but Virgil van Dijk or van Disney, depending on, who, you know, what Liverpool you're watching, either a good van Dijk or a good Liverpool or a bad one. <laughs> However, I think the Dutch do have some really, really core players. Like, I mean, I think Frank and Young will definitely play. The Memphis Defiance will play. You know, you will see Cody Yakpo, the guy from uh, from PSV. I really like him. Javi Simmons is another really good player. I mean, these, these, are, these are things people yeah. have been saying for months now, probably for a while. It's going to the World Cup, so it's probably obvious. But I think the Dutch will definitely be quietly a good team to go forward, maybe even a dark horse of the tournament as well. Moving on to Group B. We'll kind of move, move, move swiftly on, you know. I think this one's going to be the most interesting group because there's so many, you know, football versus soccer is going to be the main narrative. Like, you know, us, we live in North America. And we're not Americans, but we know a lot about American football, obviously, with the MLS. And in England, of course, which, who doesn't know about England and about the, the Premier League or about the big clubs in England? So, Ignacio, the what do you think? The creators of the game. Exactly. Exactly, I mean, exactly, exactly, you know. Football yeah. heritage yeah. in England. Now with Group B, oh my God, and this is definitely that's this is definitely going to be the most tough one. Yeah. Uh, but the but first place will definitely what it's definitely going to go for England, definitely for sure. And then the second the second uh, spot that's going to be the toughest one because uh, obviously it's going to be between either Wales that it in spite of like uh, reaching the reaching the World Cup with the playoffs. They still have a solid. They have a solid team uh, with Ramsey and Bale as their main stars, along as long as the rest of the roster. But we can't lose our eyes with with the U.S. I mean, they're a younger team as well. They've shown uh, they have really solid, talented players in the last couple of years. Pulisic uh, being their main their main uh, player as well. So that's going to be the that's going to be the outcome. I mean, England is going to win first. But second, it's all going to come down for the last few games, depending on how both U.S. and Wales go. So it's going to be tough. Definitely. Julian, what what are you thinking? Well, I I also believe England will get first. Um, Although England will definitely... They will definitely have games where it's where it's really close. Like I can see the game against Wales being tight, like a nil nil yeah. nil type thing. Yeah. Uh, if I had to say who's going to be second place, I'm going for Wales simply because mm-hmm. I know they have that defensive, I guess, res- resoluteness. I guess if that's if that's the word I'm looking for. Um, I agree. They just and of course Bale is he tends to produce moments of magic in in, in tournaments. He can score a free kick. You know Wales win the game three points like just having a win in, in a group stage in world cup is is big for qualifying yeah. right um and look even iran they're going to be tricky they're they're that kind of yeah. team that's that's tough you know say, that too. say his name man say Taran, his name yeah, say his yeah, name they're tough they're yeah. tough Medi- on the so i'm going to go tough. with wales very I'm going to go with like a uk kind of top 2 so we'll go for wales Oh man, like, I guess this podcast is boring. We're all, we're all saying yeah, the same yeah, thing. Yeah, I know I you're going to say Wales. Is I mean, for me, actually, I have, uh, no, I have the same thing. I have England and Wales. No different. I think, I think you guys said it best. Yeah. I don't really rate the English team. I'm going to be very honest. I don't rate the Southgate style of football. I don't rate the, the selection yeah. he's made for a lot of the choices he's made in the squad, but he picks his favorites. We know what it's like. And with the Welsh, yeah. someone like Kiefer Moore, who people don't know who that is, but that's a Bournemouth striker. If you know your football knowledge, you know Kiefer Moore has been cooking recently in the Premier League for Bournemouth and has been bagging like there's no tomorrow. And for this, and for literally for that reason alone, him and the Welsh Usain Bolt, Daniel James, I'm telling you now, you're going to see some dons, some proper football from the Welsh. 
every tournament internationally, they always surprise us and say, yeah. mm, you know, we expect the Welsh to be just a regular, you know, UK team. And they end up being a bit more than that every tournament. So I think the same thing will continue yeah. going forward. Yeah. 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 On to the most important group of this entire episode, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Group G. No, I'm kidding. Group C. <laughs> group <laughs> C. <laughs> you know, this group's with uh, Brazil, Serbia. No, I'm joking. Group C. Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, Hi. and run by one player alone, Robert Lewandowski, Poland. Mm-hmm. Poland. This All time right. is the order. Julian, you, I'll let you go first this time. What are you thinking for yeah. Group C, Julian? So, I'm not even going to talk about Argentina. So, I'm going to go with Argentina first. Second place <laughs> is where this is interesting. Mexico or Poland? Um, obviously, Poland, you have Lewandowski. Uh, he will surely get a couple goals in this tournament. He's that kind of player. Mexico yeah. have their problems with... The, their Mexicans are not very confident in, in their team right now um, with the manager. And, you know, Raul Jimenez is... You know, one of their star star guys, but he's having injury problems, out of form, that kind yeah, of thing. True. Um, but they do have Lozano, who's, who's playing for one of the top teams in Europe right now. He can be a main man for mm-hmm. them. He's going to be good. I, I, I'm, I'm still going to go with Mexico second, just because I know they have that flair and just that passion to them. I'll go with Mexico, even though Poland have, have Lewandowski and, and even Zelensky. But I'm just going to, it's going to be tight, but I, I feel like Mexico will, will get second. Yeah. So on to the guy who, you know, the reason why he came onto the podcast today and to talk about his homeland, you know, how much yeah. he loves his country. He literally showed me a scarf. That's the first thing he showed me when we opened up this call to begin with. <laughs> Ignacio, oh, yeah. take it away with uh, your predictions for Group C featuring your beloved Buenos Aires, Argentina. All right. Well, Group C, I mean, <laughs> well, obviously, for, obviously we're going to go for Argentina, who's going to win the group. I mean, uh, there's many reasons to believe that they're going to win the group. And in spite of the fact that they're uh, going day by day with a few key players, well, not two key players that are getting injured, unfortunately, yeah, Korea, but uh, unfortunately. they're going through their their winning streak for almost three and a half years of not losing two titles, 36 games undefeated, gives them the, a lot of good reasons yeah. why they're going to take the, the group C. And I'm also gonna have to like agree with uh, with Julian on this one. I mean, the second the second uh, place is gonna be yeah, obviously gonna be a row between Mexico and Poland. But uh, I believe that I am also gonna go with Mexico as well. I mean, and not just for the fact that the uh, that the head coach uh, Tata Martino is uh, one of us as well, but it's because uh, they they have they got what it takes, and uh, and I also. Feel that a Mexican, the, the Mexican team wants to like break that curse of like making it to the fifth game. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time since Mexico has reached the the quarterfinals, something that they've never done since 1986. I mean, wow. when they hosted the World Cup, and it's something they've been wanting to do for a long time. And in spite of the fact that there's like a lot of tension with the coaches and and some of the players getting injured, they I think they got the potential uh, to like make to win the second to win second place. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of people, I've been hearing a lot that, uh, Argentina has a really easy group, but I'm one of those that I don't believe that they don't. I mean, they have to win every single game. It's, it's an advantage that they're starting with, uh, with Saudi Arabia, yeah. that it's not a tough team, but you, 
you can never you can never go easy with them. I mean, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, if you lose, if you don't win the, the first game, it's going to be more complicated. And uh, knowing that the that's the Saudi Arabian team, they're they're tough on defense. They can make a big mess of things and probably surround Messi as many teams have done in the past. But uh, but but in spite of that, I mean, it's going to be pretty solid. I mean, Argentina is going to. It's going to make it to a fir- great first round, and we'll have to wait until who's going to who's going to be facing up in the elimination round. We're not they're not going to get it easy, so we'll see what happens. I mean, can I really follow that? I don't think I can. I'm going to be honest. I mean, you have the guy who's literally Argentinian speaking about his country. Yeah. I'm going to be honest, but personally. I can't say anything different. I think both of you guys touched on everything that needs to be said. I think Mexico will come second as well. I would give Poland a bit of a shout quietly because I know Lewandowski, he's done it in the past in the Euros. We saw it in the Euros yes. last year, literally. He was literally scoring goals single-handedly and bringing Poland through games. But yeah. I feel like the Mexican team is more complete. And if you know me, I am a DM fanatic. I talk about the defensive midfield position literally every podcast yes. episode I talk about. Because in football, especially in modern football, you need a proper six. Edson Alvarez, yes. for me, I highly rate. Yeah. Highly. I know people say, oh, but Ajax have been bad. Yes, Ajax as a whole have been bad. He, too, has not been the greatest time to time. But when he's on it, Edson Alvarez, that Mexican team and Ajax team is quality. Yeah. And when yeah. I, I'll compare them to, I mean, Poland have a good midfield as well. But I think the balance that Mexico can achieve will allow them to finish second behind Argentina. Yes. Yes, definitely. Definitely agree. It's, uh... And I also and... want to add, look on, look on. No, no, I'm just going to say that uh, uh, a lot of us are going to be missing uh, Giovanni Lo Celso in that midfield. Yes. Man, man, man. man. I have to say it. I have to yeah, say yeah, it. He's a good player. He's a very, very good player. Oh, my God. It's Yeah, so it was a, it's a shame how he got injured. I mean, but, mm-hmm. uh, but I feel bad for the guy, though, because uh, he's been in the last World Cup and hasn't played any any minutes of it. Who knows? And now with his with his chance and he gets injured a few days away. It's a shame, but uh, it's a good thing that uh, there's a lot of good replacements. Anyone can play in this position, although they don't have the same talent or mm. the same style of play as Lo Celso, yeah. but all of them have what it takes. I mean, McAllister has been doing a great season with yeah. Everton. Yeah. Yes, the Scottish I've... Messi. Come on. Yeah, the <laughs> Scottish Messi. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Uh, who else? Uh, who can feel it? Alejandro Gomez. Mm, uh, he's, not, he's okay. He's not bad, Papu Gomez. He's yeah. not bad, but whenever he gets in the field, he knows he knows what to do. Experience Enzo playing, Fernandez man. has been doing a astounding wow. season with Benfica. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, been yeah, so yeah. good this season. Oh yeah, man. 20, 22 years old, 20, 23 years old, and he's doesn't. He seems like he's got a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. And Ezequiel Palacios, who, as well, good. even though he hasn't. Had a lot of good seasons in the past with Bayer Leverkusen. Mm. Uh, he's shown that he's got what it takes to represent the national team uh, with with proud, with with good game, and and show what it takes to for Argentina to go for to have a good tournament. So we'll see what happens. I mean, yeah. the final thing I say before we move on to, before we move on to Group D, even if Argentina don't have those players playing well, they have arguably, and I mean his poster is right here on the right of me. He's wearing the Argentina jersey right in front of me as I'm looking at it. They have arguably the greatest player of all time on their team. And if he chooses to play yeah. like that, and he's been playing very well for PSG this season, I have to add. If Messi is the Messi that I've watched my entire life, then I don't see why you know this team really doesn't go far. Even, even if Argentina play poorly, he will be the key. He's the answer. Yes. Messi on his own is... 
again, we've seen it. We've all seen it. Unstoppable. Truly unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, if he plays like a Messi, we know, then this is a different, different, different ballgame for Argentina. You know? Yeah, of course, definitely, and he's a as a way diff- it's a different Messi that we've seen in the past World Cups. He's way more mature. Mm-hmm. He's got a little bit of more leadership, uh, although he's not the typical leadership that are some of like a lot of people tend to compare, try to compare him with the other team captains in the past. The perfect example, Maradona. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I mean, like I said, they're very different players. But it's already been shown that this is a different Messi, and he's better. He's even he's even more motivated. I mean, he's uh, giving everything, and he's already betting it on this last this last stop. Everybody knows that, unfortunately, this is going to be his last World Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, a, it's a sad fact, but uh, he's been having a great season in, uh, with PSG, and, he's, and every time he steps on the pitch to play for the national team, you see him happy, and even though they're friendly matches, I mean, you you, you see that guy. You always see him with a smile in the mm-hmm. in the trainings yeah. everywhere, and you look at him. It's like, man, he really wants it, yeah, and yeah. I hope he gets it. I mean, just not just for for myself or me that I want I want the national team to win a World mm-hmm, Cup, but yeah. for him because he deserves it. And like mm-hmm. a lot of people uh, will agree with this, but like football owes Messi a World Cup. Agreed. No, absolutely, and, and it's it. One more thing, I'll, I'll, I just want to say this before we move on. Mm. Messi could have been playing for a Spanish national team and winning the World Cup there. Yes. But we know Messi is Argentinian and he wants it with Argentina. No yeah. one else. He loves, and he's, he loves his country. And he said it yeah. a million times. And even he even talked to uh, Javier Saviola at the time when he was in Barcelona. Mm-hmm. And he was at La Masia. And he talked to them at the time. And he, that was in an interview that he's been done with the local media a couple of weeks ago. And he confessed that he like talked to Saviola and asked them, hey, are they talking about me for a potential call for the for the Argentina team? Mm-hmm. And that just shows that he just he never wanted to be represented for Spain. Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. always wanted to play for Argentina. I mean, yeah. He doesn't even care about all the titles that he's won with mm-hmm. Barcelona or the individual ones, all the Ballon d'Ors. The only mm-hmm. thing he cares about, he loves the he loves Argentina more than anything yeah, else. And exactly, it's that's what makes you. Love him, love him a lot yeah. because if his passion, his simpleness, yes. and that's yeah. why he, he deserves it. And that's how how you mentioned it, Julian, and how yeah. we've been talking about it. He deserve football owes him a World Absolutely. Cup, and I think uh, this would be like a, a really nice gift for him if yeah. everything turns out okay. Of course, for sure, definitely. For sure. Well, a country that we know has recently just won the World Cup, mm-hmm. and I mean, for me, I'd put as the actually that's got to do a bit of a rewind here, a bit of context. Julian and I were talking about this at the beginning of the year and saying that the word of this year is fraudulence. Don't ask why. That's an inside joke that him and I have. But Nelson Semedo from Wolves, we're talking about you in particular. 2022, he wears number 22. He's a fraud. Speaking of fraudulence, looking at France's win of the World Cup in 2018. Now, that is what I call the ultimate 2022 definition of fraudulence. Mind you, you know, I know what happened yeah. in 2018. But that win for France, which are you know, one of the main teams in Group D... That win for France was super fraudulent to me. And again, Ignacio, I'll let you go again before I switch over to Julian. As always, a nice little rotation. Speak to me about how you feel about the group with France. I believe it's Denmark, Tunisia, and the last team, if I'm not mistaken, Australia. is Australia. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So, yeah, um, this this group is obviously going to be – it's also going to be a little tough. But given the fact that uh, with, the, with the superiority of – Almost of all, every of France over everybody else, and 
other than Denmark. France is going to take this group, and in spite of the fact that they're like uh, going through a really tough streak of many key players getting injured, they've already suffered the loss of Pogba and Kanté uh, months before that, and the, the list keeps growing. I don't know how they're going to pull it, uh, but in spite of that fact, even I heard that Benzema might not be able to make it. Uh, I just read a couple. I just uh, read a few. Get info from a few colleagues back home as well. I don't know. We'll keep, we'll be keeping that up to date. Mm. But uh, in spite of that, uh, in spite of those that situation, it's going to be a definite. Uh, uh, it's going to be a definite win for France in the in the first uh, first round, taking the first number one spot, mm. and then the second the second spot in the in Group D. Uh, it's gonna. I think. Uh, it's, it's, I think it's gonna be a, a fight between Denmark, probably Denmark, who I think is gonna be one of the mo- revelations of the World World Cup. So agreed. I definitely agree, Julian. What do yeah, you think? Yeah. Well, I could go the uh, controversial route and say France are cursed, and they're gonna get. They're not gonna qualify. They're not gonna get out of group stages, as we know the history that could of, of the two thousands is. The winners don't get out of the group stage. Germany. Our friends uh-huh. don't get out of the group stage. Okay. However, I I would be crazy to say so because I just think that France are in one of the easier groups. I truly believe because I don't think yes. Tunisia and Australia are they're one of the worst teams in the World Cup. No. So I Definitely. would say France are still gonna top this group. They have Mbappe, you know, he he always does something. Um and he's got a point to prove as well. You know, he wants to be that guy on the big stage and I know people yeah. don't really like him right now because of all the controversy, but you know he's he's still he's still that guy. But I do think Denmark are also going to be very solid and get second yes. place. In fact, I'm even going to make a specific prediction. I think Denmark and France could be level on points. I think Denmark are really good. Mm-hmm. I think they could even tie with France in their game. They have. I think they can solid. beat France. Yeah. They, they beat France recently, actually, in a, yeah. in a recent game of the Euro- Nation League, yes. which had relegated France to the lower division of the Nation League. I mean, nobody cares about right. the Nation League. However, that rivalry between two of them is definitely yeah. growing. Still. You know, and that yeah. Denmark even team has some talent. As you're saying, Ignacio, what were you, you going to add to that as well? No, but like even still, I mean, even if uh, the, nobody cares about the Nations League, it's still a major loss. I mean, that Nations League as well has been a major flop for. Many uh, who are going to be who are going to be the, the big candidates for the World Cup because I think I think Germany also lost that uh, lost in the Nations League as well in England uh, and we're talking about big solid teams but France was like the biggest flop the biggest surprise mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even bigger when knowing that uh, that Italy got eliminated in the playoffs for the qualifier yeah. I mean yeah. but this is what makes this is what the greatest thing about the World Cup uh, that anything could happen and like I said I wasn't going to mention the same thing that Julian said that about the whole curse of the reigning champion getting eliminated in the first round because like as Julian said it, France easily got the easiest group in yeah. in the whole in the whole tournament yeah uh, in sure. spite of the whole situation they're going through yeah. but uh, but yeah I mean it's it's going to be tough. I mean, it's going to be between those two teams. I mean, Denmark and France are going to take the group. Yeah. Like sure. as what you said. I mean, again, I'm going to be very boring. What kind of host am I? <laughs> Agreeing with my co-host all the time. Is there any controversy? We need a tiebreaker, man. Honestly, is there any controversy? You know, when we come back from the break, for real. But hold on. Before I, before we really switch over to, you know, come back from the break, 
I just want to add and say that I do feel like the loss of Christopher Nkunku will be much bigger than France expects. I think Nkunku's had a fantastic season so far for Leipzig. Chelsea bound, hopefully, as a Chelsea fan. But you know with Chelsea, things are always super unpredictable. However, I don't rate Didier Deschamps. I never have. Didn't like him at the World Cup 2018. I don't like him now. I can't wait for him to, for Zidane, who I know will be taking over as a fact. I can't wait for Zidane to come in yeah. and step in his place. I'm very much looking forward to that happening. I think that will really change France's you know direction going forward. Um, but yeah, like you guys said, I think France and Denmark will be the two teams. And I think the Danish will be quietly another dark horse of the tournament that could be very good. Yeah. Very good team. Ericsson, hopefully, I mean, let me knock on wood for real because I don't want that to happen again. Nobody does, and mm-hmm. not for him and for anybody watching. But if Ericsson can stay fit the way we know he's been for United, he's been very good actually yeah. this season. Then I'd expect Denmark to be just as good as they were in previous competitions before. So, Right. You know, and when we come back from the break, ladies and gentlemen, a nice little break, as Ignacio had alluded to, we'll be looking at groups E, F, G, and H, as well as the player of the tournament, young player of the tournament, and again, many more accolades that we have to predict for the rest of this episode when we return. And now, ladies and gentlemen, on to the last four groups. Let's kind of rip through these now. You know, we're making some good progress. I feel like we're finally getting, you know, gear by gear, step by step. On to Group E now with Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, and Japan. Julian, I will let you take the handle on this one starting off. Let me know what you're thinking. Who's coming first? Who's coming second? I think this group is interesting because, and I said this um, off mic, I guess, to uh, to Stephen. I said Japan are interesting because they're that they're going to be extremely tricky. They they have some. They have Kamada. They have Minamino. They have Mitoma. They have they have some. They have the whole Celtic squad. Every yeah. Celtic striker is, <laughs> yeah. is yeah. Japanese. Yeah, so and they're all good. Kudo Hashi, by the way, keep an eye out for him. And good player. Yeah, and they'll work hard on. They'll work hard against any yeah. of all, you know all these group stage teams. So it's harsh to say. Like I look, I think Germany are going to top the group, and the easy way, the easy thing to say is Spain gets second. But I also feel like Japan could could do something here. Like if there's any upset that can happen, I could see it in this group. I can see Japan getting out of this group. And for the sake of making this more interesting, I'm gonna say because look, there's always a big team in the World Cup that 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 collapses or something shocking happens, an upset. My upset, I'm going with Japan getting second and Spain crash out. I can see that happening. Ignacio, how, how are you feeling about that? Is that too spicy for you? Or is that perfectly the right temperature for the Stephen Talk Soccer podcast? How are you oh feeling my. about Oh yes. Uh, well, I agree that that Japan has a really he's, has a good solid team. Yeah. Has a really they're very interesting players, in spite of the fact that they just lost their last uh, friendly against Canada. But uh, but I agree that yeah, go go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's not really. Yeah. He's not really happy about that. He's like, I don't care about Canada. Forget them. No, forget group, no, forget no, group seriously. I, no, no, no. For the, seriously, mm. I was, I was surprised, but also relieved because I mean, finally, I mean, Canada, Canada should should be stepping out, should step out more, and they have what it takes to be a, a good solid team. But back to this group, uh, Germany is up, Germany is going to take the first slot. Mm-hmm. Agree with Julian in this one. And then the second slot, uh, I'm going to give my my ticket to Costa Rica. Wow. <laughs> no! That's wow. A, see, no, no, Ignacio, that's the controversy I'm looking for. Yeah. Keep it up, my man. Go on. Speak about the, yes. uh, the Central Americans. <laughs> I mean, Costa Rica, in, Costa Rica, in spite of their key players now being a little you know, up, out, out of date, they still got what it takes. They still have that passion that... Uh, that uh, 
what it, they they got a they got courage they got the courage to like yeah. outstand uh, uh, the uh, tough situations. I mean, they for for something they qualified on the playoffs against New Zealand, and they they had a tough they had a tough qualification round as well. Uh, you know, claiming that last that last last spot of the Concacaf uh, Concacaf round, so mm-hmm. in, with a uh, with guys like Keylor Navas still mm-hmm. hanging in the goal and Joel Campbell and and the rest of the squad, I think they got what it takes yeah. to probably like uh, not, probably not not with Germany because uh, but probably with, with the games against Spain and uh, and Japan, they're going to be pretty tough and they're going to hang on a good fight. So yeah. I'm going to give them all my. All my cards yeah. on Costa Rica and on this look, one because it's it's not it's not that crazy. They if they channel that 2014 spirit that that got them out of the group with Uruguay and England and Italy and Italy. Never forget that was it, one of the biggest upsets in World Cup history. Yes, um, so true. So yeah, they're 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 also a team that's they can do it. They have the spirit. So yeah, yeah. man, it gives me that gives me really good memories of that World Cup. I mean, yeah. America dominated that World Cup. Yeah, which is why, which is one of the reasons why I go with Costa Rica because it's uh, there's also a, a sensation that uh, we we want to see uh, the um, the American countries uh, go high and like yeah. represent. I mean, uh, it it kind of gets a little bit uh, out of date to like always seeing uh, European nations yes. dominating yes. the the elimination yes. round. So systematic, so, the Europeans. So, exact, so exactly, exactly. And I mean, yeah. and we know how what their style of play we know we've seen these players almost every single year it would be nice to like see new see something new yeah just 100%. just like in that world cup it's just just the same thing happened into that uh in, in brazil i mean uh i don't remember seeing uh, many europeans uh qualifying except maybe except uh holland uh germany france uh, and that was a that was and that was a major that was a lot of upsets in that World Cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I remember Spain being eliminated as well in the first round. Yep. Portugal yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, and now you mentioned Italy and and England. So, so for this so for this group, I'm going to put all my hands on Costa Rica, nice. my beloved Ticos. <laughs> nice. This is a controversial group. It definitely is. <laughs> I'm liking it all a lot. Up. Uh, I mean, the spiciness from Ignacio just now is absolutely incredible. You see, this is what you guys come here for, to listen to stuff like this. Because I'm telling you, it's going to be nuts, madness. If that is to happen and that we do see a Spain, which, by the way, I guess I should give my you know, prediction. I do think Spain aren't – I don't – sorry. I don't think Spain are going to come out of the group. I do agree with Julian. I do think the Japanese have have abundance of quality. And I know that one of these Japanese – one of these Japanese – one of these Asian teams are going to do something – I don't know why, but I, if, if that's my only you know hot take of the of the World Cup, I have a very strong feeling they're going to be good. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but I've watched too many Japanese players in recent years, especially the you know, Minaminos, like I said, Furuhashi's, you know, even the um, what's his name, Kamada, the Daichi Kamadas, the uh, Mitoma, the guy that plays for Brighton. He's been very good this season too. Like, there's so many little specs and pieces. I'm like, yeah, I just I don't know. I just see it happening. And the your take with uh, with Costa Rica, I'm not. Uh, I can't really hate on it because I'm going to be honest. If I know anything about Central Americans, I'm Jamaican. So I would definitely know about CONCACAF teams. Yeah. They're one of them. Right. And they always have that, you know, that little bite and that sense of unpredictability. Right. You know, that every single tournament, again, like other teams, other teams you mentioned, have that ability to be very, very frustrating and to be very, you know, a tricky team to play against. For sure. Moving on to Group yeah. F now. Featuring us. Yeah. Everyone listening, you better be celebrating right now. I better be hearing some yeah. clapping in the background. Come on. 
Belgium, Alfonso Davies FC, Canada, Morocco, and Ravatska, Croatia. Ignacio, how are we feeling about O Canada in Group F? (laughs) Okay. I have my hopes. I'm definitely getting my hopes for Canada that they're going to fight this group. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say they're going to take the first place, but they're definitely up for seconds. Uh, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna fight against the against Croatia. I mean, I know they were the second runner-ups of the last World Cup, but I still get that feeling that Canada is gonna, like, like as I mentioned with Costa Rica, they have that that bite to it. They're gonna have, they're gonna fight, they're gonna fight to the last minute, and and they and it sh- and they showed and they sh- had proof to they had proof to show why. I mean, they did a really an amazing and astounding qualifier, even qualifying two two matches before uh, before the before the end. They have a they have a nice uh, nice style of play. A younger team as well. Whom it's going to this this World Cup is going to be a really good good experience for all of them, for, and to get ready for the uh, for the next World Cup in which they will be hosting as well in twenty twenty six. So we're gonna. We're gonna uh, keep our hopes. We're gonna go. We're gonna go with Canada, uh, going, taking that second spot alongside Belgium. Which Belgium, I have no words to describe about the Belgian team. They've already shown to be the best, uh, best European team in the last couple of years. They, they already shown. They already proven themselves both in in Brazil and in Russia and in the, uh, the last Euro Cups. So that's gonna be my predict- predictions. Belgium and Canada going on, going to the next round. Uh, I would definitely go with Belgium first. I agree with uh, everything Ignacio said about uh, Belgium being d- pretty dominant, but uh, I don't share the same positivity. I guess Bro! simply because big Canadian, big Canadian. Here's what it is. I think that this is not the year for Canada yet. I do think they're going to be they're they're going to put up a fight. It's not going to be like Canada get destroyed. They're going to be very respectable and solid, but it's just not the year yet to get out of a group stage. I don't think they're there yet. I think 2026, when 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 the World Cup yeah. comes to North America, then we'll be talking about, okay, now it's time. Get to a knockout stage. Um, I can't discount Croatia because I know that players like Luka Modric, they have the experience, you know, uh, uh, Perisic, all those guys. I can't discount them. So I'm, I'm going to go with Belgium first, Croatia second. I think that's <laughs> majority would agree with that, but my my... Uh, I, I think that that's what's going to happen realistically. However, Canada getting third, very realistic and also very respectable. That's what I would yes. say. Yeah. Yeah, I respect that too. I definitely. Yeah. So for me, which is why, which is why every single game is going to be watchable from start to from start absolutely. to end. Because they're going to be really, they're going to be divided, really divided matches. Yeah. I think this is the most balanced group, in my opinion. I think that in terms of quality mm-hmm. for each team, but some teams have a bit of aging players, Croatia's of this world. Some teams are kind of missing their golden era, the Belgium of this world. Mm. Morocco, who are a bit of an unknown entity, but we're actually yeah. pretty good in the African Cup of Nations. And yeah. I mean, I'm a Chelsea fan again, so I stop saying it. I have to stop saying this, but it's true. I mean, I love Hakim Ziyech. I, I always like him. Chelsea fans are probably you know screaming and and, and ripping <laughs> out their hair right now because they don't yeah. like him anymore. Fair enough. But I think yeah. he's a good player. He's played well again and again in, in the friendlies recently, Ziyech. And I just I know him, and I know. 
but Moroccans are capable. They have some really quality players in Hakimi and Mazraoui. There's some really good players in there. I still don't, I don't think Morocco will come first or second. You guys have said it best. Actually, no. Julian has. I don't share Ignacio's um, sense of positivity Ooh. either. I'm also a fake Canadian. Yeah, fair, fair enough. You know, the Jamaican enemy is really coming out. However, I do think that Canada will, will definitely be much more of a formidable team than just a pushover, which I think is it's it's respectable after 36 years of not being in a World Cup. To simply be a part of it, for me, as a Canadian, it sounds very, very basic and very boring. But I'll be real, it's already a huge feat in of itself, you mm-hmm. know. So I have to give them credit where credit's due. I did go for Belgium first and Croatia second. It could be the other way around as well. I think Croatia actually might surprise some people, but they could also equally be just as bad and be kind of go the opposite yeah. direction and be a bit outdated, you know. Yeah. What were you going to say, Ignacio? No, no, no. Definitely. I was going sh- to share what you just, what you just mentioned, mm-hmm. but... Uh, as like, but as you said, as we as we probably said it, there could be a surprise in this group. It's like the most uh, most uh, divided of all the groups as far so far, and we'll have to like watch every single match to see what happens because you know yeah. anything can happen every single thing, every single game. Well said. Again, another really good segue onto yeah. Ignacio's biggest rivals of the World Cup. We don't like them on this podcast anymore. I mean, don't say it to my brother. He's a big Brazil fan. But Group G featuring Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, and Cameroon. And then another group that I have to say is very finely poised. Yeah. Very, very yeah. finely poised. Barring one team, which I think is obvious. We all kind of agree with they're going to come first. We kind yeah. of know that. But the other three teams, I honestly, I'm saying, I'm saying this now and you guys will probably agree. I really don't know who's going to finish in you know second position and be the second team to lead the group. Julian, I believe this is your turn to take the so lead. Obviously, Brazil are going to get first. There, there's just there's so much fire in that team right now. They're just so ready for it. You know, Seleção. You know, Brazil dominate the group stage. Neymar and Vinicius go crazy. It's all going to happen. Everything that's that we think is going to happen with Brazil in the group stage will happen. They're they're going to be exciting. They're going to be they're going to be they're going to come in and and try to you know cement themselves. Okay, we're here. They're going to do that. So now second place is tricky because. I think Switzerland have a very solid team and they always tend to do something in these tournaments. Um, Cameroon are kind of one of the leading African nations. They could also surprise us and, you know, get out of the group stage. Serbia, however, I would say are the most likely to get second simply because they have so much quality. That that lineup is, 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 is crazy. You know, you have Vlaovic, Mitrovic, Tadic, uh, 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 Kostic, you know, all these Milinkovic Savage, just a brilliant, brilliant team. Um, so I would say that I, I would go with Serbia second. Serbia gets second, Brazil go first. That's that's what I think. Ignacio, all right. Well, like, as like Julie, like with Julian, Brazil is obviously going to take the the first number one slot. Common sense. I'm, I still, it's still hard to believe that. Looking at the looking at the, the entire roster and the amount of quality that that they have, I mean, even though even the just looking at the goalies and seeing that they're starters and their teams, it just yeah. it just shows how how way not just one three steps ahead is Brazil in world football. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, it's. I mean, I look at Weverton like is the starter in Palme- starter in Palmeiras, uh-huh. who's been dominated Brazil in the Brasileiros and in Copa Libertadores as well, and not to mention Ederson in Manchester City and Allison in Liverpool, and 
young Vinicius as well. But uh, but yeah, like as we mentioned, Brazil is going to dominate that first group, and the, and then in second is uh, it's also like uh, I'm stuck just like with you, Julian, as well. It's going to be like between Switzerland and uh, and Serbia. But uh, but I agree with with Serbia that have a that have a really solid. They have a really better. I think they have a way better team than than Switzerland uh, in the past couple of years. And in spite of the fact that Switzerland has shown to to have to give something different every time they played the World Cup, but uh, probably, but uh, but for this year, um, I'm probably going to also going to agree with you. I'm going to go with Serbia taking the second spot in the Group G as well. No, I'm going to be very boring again, as I have been. All that. that's probably a common theme of this episode, to be honest. Stephen Stephen's been quite boring today. I agree with Julian and and you, Ignacio. I think it's going to be Brazil first and and uh, Serbia second. Um, there's not many other reasons why I, I do want to say that before we move on to G to group H really quickly, I do think that this group will probably be the most likely out of all groups, just like I'd say group E, what we said earlier, but I think group G especially will have a lot of real, real surprise. Like genuinely, I think out of these three teams, all three of them could actually do it. Cameroon a little bit less, as you've mentioned Ignacio as well, but I do genuinely, genuinely, genuinely think that there is a, a possibility for all three of those teams to come second. Simply because none of them have that true, true experience of being leaders of their group. Serbia never yeah. have had it. Yes, they're tricky. Yes, they're going to be a banana skin. I know that. Same thing with Cameroon. Same thing with Serbia. They've all had their moments of being second place teams in groups in previous years. Never being that dominant, dominant side. And I feel like true. they might all do the same thing to each other. You know, it might be draw, 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 draw. Mm, exactly. And then if you pick up one result here, it's exactly. like, oh, say less. You won today. You beat Croatia. Or it's not a question. You, you beat Serbia. You beat Switzerland. Yeah, it's like and a, bang. So it's like a cycle. One of those. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. And then if one of them strikes gold, which could be all, one of the three. Exactly. It could be any three, as I said. Then they'll be the team to go second place behind. Obviously, as you guys mentioned, a very talented, full of quality Brazil team, especially with that centre-back pairing, by the way, Thiago Silva, Marquinhos, which for me, as a football yeah. fan, if you know me about my centre-backs, that for me is one of the best duos I've seen in football history, at least for the last yes. 10 years of the PSG dominance of Marquinhos and Thiago Silva. It's going to be locked down defending there. So, yeah. Though, I have to say that with the Brazilian roster, I was kind of surprised that that uh, Firmino is not in the roster. Or Shame. Yeah. Shameful. I... Nari or Gavigol as well. Shameful. No yeah. Gabriel Shameful. Barbosa. Where is he? I, I feel like my... So someone explained this to me. And basically the idea about Firmino was that he's not super popular in Brazil. He left early to go to Hoffenheim in his career. Didn't play too much in the Brazilian league. Apparently he's just not popular in, in Brazil. As much as the, his counterparts. You know, there, there's... Um, uh, who's the play? There was a player that, that got taken over him that plays in the Brazilian league. I, I forget his name. Um, Pedro, Pedro. So, uh, Pedro, yeah. yeah. So it just goes to show, like, a lot of people were surprised. Why Pedro over Firmino, you know? Mm. But, you know, it's one, it's, it's one of those things where it's easy for us fans that are, like, so used to the mainstream ballers. In Brazil, they know, they know players differently, you know, a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. That's very true. Yeah, it's also it's also a good thing to for to have a little mix up as well. I mean, not just have, not include all Brazilian players who are in the in the big leagues, but yeah. also have from their own as well. And which they they've proven that they've been the best players. They've had really good years. They've they had a good seasons with their teams as well. And Pedro Pedro's a good year with Flamengo. It justifies yeah. of why he's been called to the team. Yeah. Uh, even though 
in spite of the fact that Gabigol is not even here, mm. it's not going to be here as well. It, it's still, it, it's still, there's nothing to argue about because I mean, Brazil, uh, they they have a lot. They have many strikers to, that they can take advantage of. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's also going. It's just definitely going to be the, the time for Vinicius Junior to show yeah. what he's capable of after yeah. so many years as well. So yeah, agreed. Yeah. You know, also it's time to, to you know to show what they're capable of. My favorite Portuguese, I mean, second favorite Portuguese player. Because the first one is you know the guy that's been in the media all all week. Mm. Um, oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> that's a whole different topic for a different day. Yeah. But we'll go over Group H really quickly, and then we'll talk about more Portuguese players. Yeah. And one in particular in, in the second Group H, obviously featuring Portugal, Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, <laughs> <laughs> and South Korea. Yeah. Um, Ignacio, again, you will take the handle, you take the mantle, whatever the word is. This group is yours to discuss right away. Okay, Go ahead. now, this is another toughie because, I mean, uh, Ghana is shown to be, pro, be to be one of the uh, big surprise for African for the for Africa and in the world in World Cups, especially. I've seen them at least two or three times and reached the quarterfinals, and they've shown a lot of good reasons why. South Korea, yeah, they're not, they're not bad, but I still feel that they they need something more to 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 be more competitive as well. And but for and for this group, uh, yeah, I guess everybody's gonna agree that probably Portugal is gonna take the first round, in spite of the fact that uh, their leading star is not going through a really good season, uh, personal as well. Everybody knows. Everybody knows well how what's going on with his issues with Manchester United and and his uh, loss of play and his uh, hasn't been playing a lot. Uh, so yeah, I I could say that Portugal is going to take the first, but who knows? Um, who knows if Uruguay might make the surprise and take the first number one spot? I'm going to give. A, I like Uruguay. I mean, they Uruguay has shown. To has shown a lot of uh, young talents, including uh, and, and experience as well. I mean, they still can count on, on Cavani and Luis Suarez, who they've had really, in spite of the fact of having, yeah, odd seasons per se, but they're still maintaining their 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 winning their their streak as well. And uh, and in the midfield, I'm. Everybody has to be on the lookout for a young midfielder. Say his name. Nico, say his name. Nico de la Cruz. Nope, not him. Yes. Yes. Nico de la Cruz. <laughs> Ignacio, I'm, wrong midfielder. Anyways, go on. Let me take you. We go on. Go on. Talk about Nico yeah. de la Cruz. Talk about him. Well, yeah. Well, def- well, everybody knows why. <laughs> you, you gotta. You probably know Stephen why. But uh, and also and Valverde. I yes, have to say, thank you. That's the real one, Federico Valverde. That's what I wanted to hear. Those two. Yes. Only that's it. That's all I'm going to say about Uruguay. But watch out for Uruguay, who they're also going to be a. They're going to make a big surprise in this World Cup as well. So. So who's finishing but, yeah. first? Portugal and Uruguay. Is this your number one? Number yeah, two? those are your number one. Okay. Oh, they're going to be. They're both teams are going to be fighting for number one because. Uh, even because I, I still I feel that Portugal is has a little something that needs to a little fixer up, and I agree. if 
by a minor detail, they end up losing a few points. That could be an advantage for Uruguay to take the first slot. Yeah. But uh, but those two are definitely going to be the the main the main protagonists in the last group. Yeah, I, I agree. Too, yeah. I agree with pretty much everything Ignacio said. The only thing is is that um, well, he pretty much said this, but I think that Uruguay are. It wouldn't be a surprise if they get first because we know Uruguay can beat Portugal. They they actually have a very yeah. strong record going into this World Cup with with the wins in in in, uh, in recent games. Um, now South Korea, I know they have you know the, the Napoli defender Kim Min Jae and and, and Hyung Min Son, who's their main man. But I just I don't see them really uh, troubling any team here. Um, but um, yeah, I think I think it's definitely going to be Portugal and Uruguay. And uh, if I had, if Either one of these teams, Uruguay and Portugal can get first. But if I had to really say who's going to get first, I think we'll go Portugal first and, and Uruguay second. Mm-hmm. But it, it could easily be reversed, very easily. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed, agreed. Yeah. Again, I, I echo everything both of you guys have said. I think this one, we have a very, very, very clear mutual consensus across the three of us. The, the two players I want to mention, first of which, for context, ladies and gentlemen, the player that Ignacio was talking about with the interview was Cristiano Ronaldo. I mean, if you don't know who that is, then this podcast might be very important to you. <laughs> And secondly, the player I was talking about was Rafael Leao, a player that I absolutely love watching at the yeah. Milan and, and playing in the Serie A. Serie A player of the season last year. And he's been kind of hit or miss so far this season, but he's been pretty good overall, I'd say. Really enjoyed watching him play. And the second player that plays for Uruguay, not, not De La Cruz, who I'm not saying he's not good or not. I know, I know he said that's Ignacio's boy. Fair enough. The player that I'm talking about, the top five player in the world at the moment, in my opinion. Yes, I'm saying this now. Top five player in the world on his day, Federico Valverde. I have not seen a midfielder of this profile be this good at this age in years, almost yeah, ever. That's true. I don't know what's up with Valverde, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you now, this guy's going to be a machine for yeah. country, for club. It don't matter. And this yeah, Uruguay team, and I always talk about playing in a six. You play Valverde as a six, nobody's getting by Uruguay. I'm telling you, this team, as South American side, normally they have that grit, they have that tenacity, that passion, that sense mm-hmm. of ambition that you can't teach. And Valverde is a perfect demonstration of both aggression and technical ability, which you rarely, rarely see in defensive midfielders that come from South America. The Gary Medels, I think of Arturo Vidal from Chile, for example. You know, I think of someone like Fabinho, who's I mean, he's not not technical, but he's not uh, Valverde. I'd say in terms of all around game. Anyways, my right. Valverde they prop is over. I love Federico Valverde. I think he's one of the best players. I really, really rate this guy. Yeah. He's my version of what Ignacio would say with his, uh, you know, his Argentinian's Argentinian obsession. This is my obsession with Federico Valverde. That's my that's <laughs> my little rant there. I'm sorry. That's okay. That's all right. it's that's fine. That's fine. Definitely. But I I love Valverde. That doesn't mean that I don't have any love or respect for Valverde. Let mm. that be clear, eh? But uh, I mean, there's always going to be a special love and respect for for Nico de la Cruz for what he's done. He's already shown. Uh, and what and he has the advantage that he has a lot of more years to come to actually he could be the the he could be like taking the spot next to Valverde if he wants to and if he if he wants to and the only thing he, he, and he could it could easily be playing on a European team right now whenever it comes whenever it comes to the time uh, when he when he says when he stops playing in South America, when he decides to like get out of South America, get out of Argentina. Mm. And if a good, and if a, a competitive team calls him and that's the moment that he's going to actually explode as well. And even show even more, more leadership for the Uruguayan team. So definitely. 
moving on to the dark horse of the World Cup. If you guys need some time, I will literally like pause this. It's like a casual combo, and I'll probably cut this out if I need to. But I will literally guys give give you guys time if you want a dark horse, you know, memory. I, I, I think I have my dark horse already. Yeah. Uh, mine might be a bit boring. I don't know about your guys' dark horses. You guys can let me know. Again, Julian, we'll start with you since you seem to be so readily prepared. Who's your dark horse of the tournament, Julian? So my, I, I would go with Denmark. I think Denmark can easily get to a quarterfinal. They're a good team. They're solid. They have the right balance of players in every position. You know, the defense is strong. Um, Mala is probably going to play on as a fullback. Anderson has had has been very good with 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 Crystal Palace. They have a good midfield. Eriksen, even those Brentford guys, they come in, they do a job. You know, all those you know uh, uh, Jensen and those guys, they're mm-hmm. decent. Good so um, you know. I, I, if I had to say who's going to be a dark horse, I feel like this is a team that's going to be very difficult to beat, and they'll probably go far. So, yeah, I mean, Japan's also—I I would have said Japan—but the fact that they're in a in a tougher group, it's they have a less likelihood of, of obviously yeah. going out. So, I think Denmark for me—that's my dark horse. Ignacio, dark horse. Well, I also have to agree with uh, Julian that Denmark is going to be a dark horse. Boring. But, uh, I want, <laughs> but I also want to add another one. Okay, thank you. Which I believe he's—they're uh, going to go a long way. Well, at least, uh, at least until the—I don't know for the quarterfinal, but at least they're going to fight on the round of sixteen. Is uh, Ecuador? Hmm. Wow. They're going to. Yeah, and I believe Ecuador is going to be. I mean. Well, like like as I mentioned, I mean the the the, the solid uh, the idea they they based on their idea of uh, winning of a good Ecuadorian Ecuadorian team that has been dominating the league in the past couple of years, like Independiente del Valle, mm-hmm. and also in the local in the local um, cups as well. Uh, they've already been they already shown that they got what it takes. In spite of in spite of the fact that Chile, Peru, and Colombia tried to like get them out mm-hmm. of the qualification mm-hmm. because of the those re- right. regulation issues, but uh, in spite of the, that fact, I mean, uh, I believe they got what it takes to be uh, one of the, the the dark horses in Revelations, just because wow. they got a good solid team and they got a good team. They're they're a younger team and they're gonna uh, they're gonna sh- they're gonna be uh, they're gonna be pretty tough. They're gonna they're not gonna go. They're not gonna back down. So yeah. and they're, they're I'm def- gonna go with Ecuador. Yeah, they're definitely gonna try to take advantage of the fact that they're in a group that. It allows them to progress. Like Ecuador will be looking at this group and surely fancying themselves to say, yeah. we can get out of this group. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, my dark horse, I was going to say Iran because of my Taremi, yeah. you know, addiction. <laughs> I mean, it's a new one. It's just, a, it's again, it's more banter than it is real. But I watch Porto a lot, actually. I do actually try to watch a lot of more Premier Liga than I, I used to. I'm actually a big fan of Portuguese football, especially after watching Darwin Nunez at Benfica last season. I really liked him a lot. I still like him, but especially, I mean, he's another player for, for Uruguay who'll probably be good. I think Darwin Nunez can really shine now in the World Cup. But I was going to say my dark horse of the tournament is probably going to have to be the Dutch. I still quietly believe this. I know it's a very rogue shot. And yes, I know the Netherlands, they rarely really bang and hit the, you know, hit the ground running, get the fireworks going. I know. We all think of the same thing. But if there's one European team I think will be a bit more you know, ambitious than what they're used to, especially with Van Gaal, who I've always, mm. always liked Louis Van Gaal. 
I'm not a United fan. You guys know me. I call them Manchester Divided on this podcast for a reason because they're a divided team. I have very little cohesion. But with Van Hal, I rate the United team and I'll always rate his previous, you know, previous um, coaching positions. I really like him. And I look at Frankie De Jong as a player, like I said before, has not been having the greatest time. Barca the whole haven't been having a great time this season. But I t- I'm telling you, that spine, the Van Dyke, the De Jong, and the Pie spine, you're going to see something. It, Man, I, I just feel yeah. it. The defense is really solid. They have like some of the best defenders yeah. of any team. You know, De Vrij and... You know, even Ake. Delict, Ake and... Yeah, and Van Dyke. And, and uh, they didn't even bring Botman. No. Which is surprising. What? Yeah, because they have so many good defenders. Botman didn't go? Have, um, oh, that's yeah, fraudulent. Yeah, yeah. They have a lot of yeah. good defenders. Like, solid, solid defenders. Delict, obviously. Dumfries on the wing, you know. Sends and Like, they're going to be good. They're going to be good. They're going to be a good team, for sure. Good. I agree with that. And now, on to the top goal scorer of the World Cup. Ignacio, what are you thinking, my man? Who's going to be the top goal scorer of the World Cup? Who's going to win that golden boot? I have two. I have two, but uh, my first choice was going to be probably Benzema. But Mm. knowing, but with with this situation of of doubts if if he's going to be here or not because of his injury, what I just mentioned a a couple of hours ago, uh, but if that doesn't happen, if we are not going to see Benzema, or if it doesn't go through that that goal, that uh, top scoring streak, I'm gonna go with Lautaro Martinez. Wow, Lauti! Yes, I miss you, Lauti. Yes, Lukaku, this is for you. I miss you, Lautaro yes. Martinez. Yeah. No, that's a really good yes. shout. I'm gonna be honest. It's a very good shout. Yes. Really He's gonna be their main goal scorer for sure. Mm-hmm. Julian, who's your top goal scorer or well, golden boot of the... Is it Harry Kane? Well, you gotta so see Harry Kane! Would, look, the, the answer to this question is... The first step to answering this question is, is picking a team that you think will go far. Because the farther you go, the, the greater chances you have of scoring because you're playing more games, obviously. Yes. I think that... So I, once again, have two players. I would say um, Messi could, could, get the, could get the top scorer. He's going to be on the score. Two. We know it. Um, two. And... I think Harry Kane also will get some goals just because he's gonna. I get, was joking. He's gonna man. get the penalties. I was joking. He's gonna. He's gonna be England's goal scorer. They may. The the they day, may so. not even make it out of their group, man. Oh. You heard it here first. Oh, yeah, I'm serious. Yeah, good, good. I'm serious. Oh, they played defensive, yeah. boring football. Not a single England fan listening to this or watching but the Steven, World Cup Steven. will enjoy watching England play. Steven. Not a single one. I agree. No one wants the Southgate. The Southgate out football. This but, it's Brexit football. But you bro. know that. Kane's the touch just randomly like five goals. But he tournament. was terrible in the Euros, Kane. Terrible. Yeah. Ter- and I know England went to yeah. the final, but even he scored a couple goals. Good for him against, uh, I think it was Ukraine, Sweden? Ukraine, Ukraine yeah. Good for him. Ukraine. But overall, he was shocking. And I know yeah. Kane's been good for Spurs. I will I will admit, Kane has been scoring a lot of goals for Spurs. And again, classic Conte and striker system. Yeah. Gets the best out of his number nines. But I don't think Kane's going to be my, at the top yeah, goal scorer. But overall, I, I, I'd go for Messi. Leo? Messi will be the goal scorer for Argentina as well. He's, he's going to get the, goals, the free kicks. For good. me, it's one of two players. Actually, one of three players. Is Mitrovic fit? Yeah. He'll be, he'll be ready. Yeah, I think Mitrovic will score a lot wow. of goals. Yeah. Quietly. He, yeah. They always have some random, country, some random countries guy yeah, always yeah, scores yeah, a random yeah, co- uh, six yeah. seven goals. My second pick is my, my, my GOAT, but he's not better than, than, uh, than Messi. I will never say that. I don't think he is, but he's my GOAT. Cristiano Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo. Wow. I just think that, I think wow. that, I, I'm telling you, this interview is going to rile him up. Mm. He's going to be oh. hungry now. Hungry yeah. than I've ever seen him yeah. in years. And my third option is... Uh, the one who I think is going to... I mean, we'll get to the winner in a second. But the one who I think is going to help his team do well in the tournament, Neymar. Mm. Neymar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. all I forgot about. Yeah, that's I forgot not bad. Too. Neymar could yeah. 
Yeah. I just a gut feeling. I think that Brazil are going to score a lot of goals. That's what they do, especially yeah. in that group. I can see them gripping through teams yeah, and they yeah, cut yeah. through teams like well, butter. So yeah, they got an easy group as they do in every single yeah. World Cup. So <laughs> they have a good ex- they have a good excuse to uh, win every single game by knockouts. Yeah, much. yeah, so, literally, so. literally, literally. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how I skipped this, but again, let's go on to who we think is going to win the World Cup now. I think that's even more important. <sighs> Ignacio, again, go oh, on, man. <laughs> Oh, God, just say it, man. Just say it. Just one. say it. You know what you're going to say. Just say it. Just say it. Go on. Say yeah, it. Well, obviously, I'm going to root for Argentina, but uh, there's plenty of candidates. Obviously, Brazil yeah. Obviously, Brazil and France are the top candidates, but I also don't want to leave uh, leave out Germany as well mm. because what I've seen in everywhere on the media, on on social media, like local, everywhere, nobody even nobody even once mentioned Germany, who was going to be a, a candidate to win the World Cup, mm-hmm. which surprises me. So, so those are going to be the four who are probably the major candidates. But yeah, obviously, you know me; I'm always going to go for Argentina. So, but you have to be on the lookout for those three as well, because they're they are they have the best team. They have a the, the best teams all around in all the tournaments as well. So Yeah, I, I think it's coming back to South America. I do think it will be between Argentina and Brazil. My heart wants Argentina, but obviously Brazil, they're just, there's something about Brazil right now. Like Brazil, you would think like Brazil are better than Argentina, like just for, as a squad yeah. and just, they are better, right? But it's like, it's going to come down to, to the heart, right? It's going to come down to when Argentina play Brazil, you know, can we see... What Argentina did in the final of the of the Copa America a few years back. So, I I I I would say Argentina and Brazil. It has to be either one. I I don't know, but it has to be either one. That's that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm saying. So for me, Mr. Boring here again. I've returned, guys. Nice nice to hear from you guys again. Uh, I agree with both Ignacio and Julian. I think that the World Cup goes to one of three players, and they've they've been dubbed the three best players of our generation over the last 10, 15 years. It's either going to to Cristiano Ronaldo, it's going to Lionel Messi, or it's going to Neymar. One yeah, of those three right. players are going to win it. I'm mm-hmm. almost certain of it. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't happen, you heard it here first on the podcast. I, I would genuinely be shocked if one of those three teams does not win it. Because I can see Ronaldo doing after all this, you know, this nonsense, somehow yeah. finding his way to pick up a trophy because, you know, he spoke to the media and Piers Morgan and now he needs to, he needs to take out his anger somehow. Messi, because, I mean, it is his last World Cup. And as you said, he is older. I think he's... I mean, he's God's gift to football. Let's be real. Yes. And Neymar, he needs number three, Neymar for me is massively, massively overhated and underrated yeah. in the football world. An extremely yeah. talented player. If he took his career a bit more seriously, which we, we've seen in the documentary, we heard about it. We know why he wasn't the most involved. But let's be real. Neymar is easily one of the best players, again, to play in his time. Yeah. Again, that Brazil team is so blessed, so gifted. You know, from yes. young players, to, to they have a perfect balance of experience, of, of, you know, of, of youth. That manager's been there for a little while. He knows how the players are going to operate. I can see Neymar taking the team to the top and saying, you know what? Brazil haven't won a World Cup since when, Ignacio? I know you're the... You're the uh... Since 2002, yeah. Korea-Japan. Oh, okay. 20 so, years, my yeah, guy. 20 years. No, see, the writing is on the wall. Now mm-hmm. is the time. So that's my, those yeah. are my three teams to work. One of my yeah, and, and, ever, and ever since that day, it's been European domination. Yeah. So which exactly. is why we're looking for South America or yeah. anywhere that's not European to yeah. finally take the cup home. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please. Please. Jeez, Por favor. Man. Honestly, man. And then now, <laughs> and I now I have to do it. <laughs> I don't believe you, man. The last two is going to be the player of the tournament and the underperforming team of the tournament. 
Julian, who do you think is going to be the player of the tournament? I mean, it kind of links to what we've just been talking about. It's a very similar question, but it's I mean, a very similar question. And who's going to the golden be ball similar. or whatever? It has to be Neymar or Messi. I, I, you know, that what you said about the Neymar, Messi, Ronaldo thing, I really agree with that because one of those stories has to be completed. Yes, Neymar's story exactly. needs to be completed. Messi's story needs to be completed. Ronaldo's story needs to be completed. Either one of them is going to get a, a completion, if you will. So I'm going to say it's going to be Neymar, Messi, and because those are also the types of players that. They, they're they're man-of-the-match type players. You know what I mean? It's not just about the goals. Play right. of the tournament is about who played who, who played so so amazingly and, and, and eye-catchingly. And it's going to be either Neymar or Messi for me. has to be. Yeah. Ignacio? Well, yeah. The, this, is why, this is why I left this spot. And that's why I couldn't choose Messi as the top scorer mm. uh, for this yeah. solid reason, which I think he's going to be, as, as Julian said, yeah. uh, as... It's gonna be like the man, like the player of the player of the tournament. It's uh, gonna to earn the golden ball, but yeah. for that exact same reason, because he's one of those players that you know he's always gonna be the man of the match. Yeah. But I also agree that it's either gonna be between yeah Messi and Neymar as well, yeah. and obviously, obviously Cristiano Ronaldo too. But yeah. I'm gonna go with with my man Messi because. Uh, yeah, for, for for what he represents, for what we've always been talking about, and uh, I keep thinking about it, and I hear that uh, Messi's been known for breaking a lot of records, and mm-hmm. he, he's already going to start. He, he's going to start breaking records by playing the first three games. I mean, he's three matches of passing Maradona as one of the Argentine players with more World Cup games in mm-hmm. history. I mean, yeah. that is just crazy. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. insane. Insane. I, I was gonna say, hopefully, he receives this player of the tournament award happily, winning him. happily, yeah. because happily. I remember in 2014. I remember the scene so well. It was after the final. He got you know player of the player of the tournament, and it was. But just, it was not enough. It was so harsh. It was so no. harsh looking at that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Tell me about it. I, yeah. mean, I remember that. I remember that particular face. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. It just, yeah, it was nice, but uh, it was. The, the World Cup is what most yeah. wanted, and just bringing back memories of that final match that it was like they by this close they couldn't win they couldn't win it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. that's why it, yeah. it's all going to come down to those two players, Messi, Neymar, and also going to add Ronaldo if yeah. if he gets probably gets a little bit of his head together yeah. and try to like. Sure. Well, see, well, everybody knows that Cristiano Ronaldo already has something. I mean, he's Cristiano Ronaldo, yeah. in spite of the fact. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll exactly. see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. And then for me, I mean, again, I'm gonna, I am gonna. I won't even bother saying what you guys have just said. I completely agree with what you guys said and the picks you've given. I was going to say that – I don't know why I haven't mentioned his name. I'm just going to say his name just because. But I think Kevin De Bruyne is a player I'd like oh, yeah. to just talk about really briefly. Yeah. I think, again, generational player. I really do. I think he's come out of his shell to a level that I've... I, he's very good, obviously, before this, but he's really, really stepped up to a level where every game he's the best player in the field. Mm-hmm. And if Belgium do well, he'll be the reason why. It will be one of the main reasons why. I don't think Belgium are going to win a cup. I, lo- I would love them to. I'm a Hazard fan until I yeah. die. And I, lo- I love the Belgian football. I've always liked it. But I just want to say his name quickly because, I mean, let's say, for example, Belgium do, do go far, which is not impossible. Just wanted to be known that I think De Bruyne will be a big reason for that. And I think he, he is a player. He's just so talismanic nowadays for Manchester City. That De Bruyne-Holland combo, just really just a different player, De Bruyne. So that would be like my quiet little like, you know, like top, you know, top player of the tournament if, he, if Belgium do well. But obviously the obvious answer for me is Messi as well. I think I do think Messi is going to come out and show us what he's made of to the highest degree. I think he's really going to be, like you said earlier in the episode, really going to be extra motivated. I think we'll yeah. see the best Messi that I've, I've seen in maybe five or six years, you know, since... Yeah. 
But I love the MSN with Messi, Suarez, and Neymar, which is again the best trio I've seen. So. Definitely. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I'm guessing you've seen the new boots. Is he's gonna? Yes. That he's gonna try on. Yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. I mean. Very messy. Better than the ones that he wore in 2014. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, yeah. My God. And then finally, very, very quickly, I mean, this is, we kind of spoke about this already, so it doesn't really need to be too, too, you know, spoken about for too long, but the underperforming team of the tournament, I'm going to go first this time, actually. I'm going to go for England. I think England are going to underperform. That's me personally. Um, Ignacio, who, who do you think is going to be the underperforming team of the tournament? I'm going to have to agree with you, Stephen, on that one. England is definitely going to be the biggest flop this tournament. Just... Yeah. Well, because Although I would, it would be nice to see uh, another England Argentina face off again. Finally, to, it could happen. It could happen. Mm-hmm. For memory, it sake. could happen. I mm-hmm. think. But, uh, uh, oh, you continue, Nasser, sorry, No, no, no. no, no go ahead. I was going to say the same thing. I was just going to add to what you're saying. I, I think saying England uh, are going to flop is 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 reasonable considering that they're ex- they're probably like top three to win favorites in terms of of, of winning it. Um, I would say that I, I just feel like Spain are going to underperform in the sense that like they're not exactly expected to win the World Cup, but I feel like Spanish the Spanish people really want their team to go at least far, and I, I just think they're going to fall short. So I'll go with Spain. Yeah, yeah. I hear that. And yeah. on that note, ladies and gentlemen, look at this perfect timing, the divine intervention. You see how life works? Thank you guys for listening very much. This has been the Stephen Talk Soccer Podcast. I've been joined by the Argentinian ambassador himself of football, Ignacio, as well as Julian, a co-host you guys are obviously very familiar Always with. It's a pleasure. You know, I really appreciate you guys coming pleasure. on. You know, I, I couldn't be any more grateful. It's been the first time I did an episode with two other people. Normally, I just do one-on-one or just myself. Yeah. I think it's going to be nice to add more voices in the future. So if you guys like it, you let me know. I'll do more content where we have many people discussing things. We have more opinions. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. You know, I'll be back as always. I've been your boy, the Don. Make sure to download, subscribe, to follow the Stephen Talk Soccer podcast. I will have Ignacio back on for sure, especially maybe even in the middle of the World Cup. And if and when Argentina win, he'll be on there as well. So make sure to keep your eyes and ears peeled. Much more World Cup content is coming soon. And uh, thank you guys for listening. I'll speak to you guys again in the near future with more World Cup content. Ciao. Hey everyone, are you enjoying the content? Please be sure to leave a rating and a review and to check out my other episodes. If you're looking for more Steven Talks Soccer content, you can find me at STS Pod on Instagram, at Steve Talks Footy on Twitter, and at Steven Talks Soccer on TikTok. Become a consistent starter in the STS squad.